Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. I'm Beatrice Murad, and today I'm joined by Michelle Anderer. Hello. And April Collins. Hi there. Today we will be discussing the seventh episode of Fruits Basket, Spring Comes. Warning, spoilers for everything that has aired up to this point. Some of us have read the manga, some of us have seen the early 2000s version of the anime, but we won't be talking about anything beyond episode 7. Um, you can find out more about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes. You can find us on Spotify or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. All right, guys, tell me, what are your thoughts on this episode, April? So this episode was a lot. Um, it was very loaded. Uh, uh, I love getting to see Momiji again. And uh, Hotori is not as ma- bad of a person. <laughs> also, his story is so, like, is so dramatic and so tragic. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you need a hug. But then you would transform into a seahorse. And <laughs> I also would not know if I needed to put you in salt or fresh water. So I guess it doesn't matter because he's a magic sea fish or seahorse, excuse me, right. which is fine. But, you no, know, like this episode was just really loaded and it was a lot more like serious than I thought it was going to be. Um but it also gives us, like, a little bit more perspective as to, like, the Soma clan and how it operates, uh, which is really unique because uh, Soma's, a, I guess, a common name, but, like, their family is ginormous and they're so big that, like, you could marry within the family and it would I be mean, totally okay. Is it okay, apparently. though? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, yeah. like... Yeah, that 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 seemed like a really crazy like concept, and also Akito is crazy. So we're gonna get to that. Oh, yeah, no. right. We're gonna like... talk about Akito. We'll talk about him. Um, but yeah, so I think that's like that. Yeah, that sums up my feelings. This is just like a super <laughs> loaded like like episode for yeah. sure. Very very serious. Like not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, Michelle, what about you? General thoughts. This episode. That made me feel really weird and conflicted because, like, it was objectively very intriguing, and we learned so much about the Soma family and, like, more about like the curse stuff too, which I'm sure we'll get into more. But also, like, the the stuff with Hattori was like really sad, and I honestly like felt a lot of things, and I didn't even remember who he was from the first anime, so I feel like that says something. But I was like totally feeling for him this time. I agree with April. He is so dramatic, though, and I feel like that <laughs> makes him, like, more enjoyable. I wrote down some of his crazy, like, you know, this is, like, translated to English, but his crazy dialogue is hilarious, and when we talk more about him, I want to do some dramatic readings because it's just oh so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, like, that's... He's just so much, and it's nice because he seems like such a serious, like, standoffish like withdrawn person but actually he's like one of those super like if he wrote poetry it'd be like the sappiest most ridiculous poetry <laughs> that's the kind of guy he seems to be and i love it yeah. so i i enjoyed this episode but yeah it's like not that funny it's just like lots of secret plot stuff and sad backstories and maybe a glimmer of hope but then it's really foreboding at the end so like who knows even anymore yeah, yeah it was definitely different from last week. That was just, like, all fun and games compared to this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely the darkest episode, I think, by far, of the entire show, I think. Yeah, like, yeah. Agreed, for, sure. It, oh, great, for it, sure. It, it, we see very dark and, and 
shocking emotions from people from Akito and from we see gore in a bit a bit at one point it was like borderline like similar things to like horror animes like similar like how you know how sometimes eyes will get very like oh like the style yeah the style yeah Yeah. so it's it was very interesting um but I want to kind of dive in before we get into like the very juicy like plot stuff um the Soma State is huge. <laughs> yes. Right? Like, That's a lot of houses. Goodness. Do they have to pay, like, rent? I'm curious. I, I don't know. Maybe they just know. own the place. Like, I... There is a shot of, of Toru, like, coming into the entrance, and, like, this just, like, a giant pill. Like, it was just egregiously tall. I was just it's like, a this, fortress. It's a fortress. Yeah. It was just... It was quite, um, yeah, that was quite very interesting. But, I mean, I feel like it, this is very good because it kind of adds to this kind of aesthetic of the whole and, like, ambiance of, like, the Soma family, which is just, like, you know, it's very big, but it's very isolating and very quiet and very dark. Like, this color scheme of the estate was very dark. It was not a bright day, like, in terms mm-hmm. of weather or anything. And... It just seemed, it just really seemed, not only, like, is it actually, like, uh, an estate, it has, like, a fortress, so it's, like, it's isolated from society, which, like, is visually, like, it's a good, like, parallel to how internally all the somas are isolated, but then you have, like, this just, it's just, it's wild. I was, like, wow, that's, that, I, I don't, I didn't remember that detail from, um, the manga, and, but something that's so nice is that then we immediately meet Momiji, and that just kind of Mm -hmm. automatically puts us at ease, you know, we're like with him, like having him there just makes it seem like, okay, it's not that scary because we have these people that are like, we, we've gotten to know even a little bit, um, which was really nice. Um, but yeah, let's talk about this kind of information that we get fr- about the Soma fl- family, which is one, Akito is just constantly sick. So our theory that Hattori <laughs> is slowly killing him stay- has, is, is, it's it hasn't still there. subsided oh, yet. Man. It has not been denied yet. All right, it's there, and we now have motive. So we now. <laughs> oh, thank God, we do now have motive. That's true. <laughs> so we now have motive. We know that. We know that now. The Soma family is like has like over 150 member members. It's like a big family, very very big, and within the estate, there's like a hierarchy. So even within, like, family, there's, like, the inner people and the outer people. The inner people are the, are the Zodiac members and people who know that secret. And it's then you have everybody else. And I'm just like, okay, so there's just, you want me to believe there is, like, a mini, like, city within whatever in Japan this takes place in. Apparently. And uh, <laughs> they have their own post office. Like, yeah. <laughs> they have their own doctor. They might as well have their own post office right mm. yeah Their own, like apothecary i don't know what to call pharmacy that's what it is yeah <laughs> but yeah something really interesting we learned that kyo is an outside member which goes against like the whole logic of like oh well the inside people are the zodiac members but it's like well if like if it's to keep the secret then why is kyo an outside member right. since he can also turn into a cat like what i is thought that going was on? really interesting that he was considered like an outside member and ha- I guess had to live like uh, in the outer ring or whatever of the uh, state. But I like I agree. Like, why wouldn't you keep him on the? I mean, maybe to like further, I guess, go along the lines of like the you don't belong kind of situation. Which is like, I don't know. I feel like you're at risk, especially if family members don't even know about the curse. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. 
That's what I mean, though. It's like if you don't, if the whole point of having them be like inside is to keep the secret, then why would they let such a threat to that secret outside? Is my thing. Yeah. Like a literal threat. Like it would be one thing if like there was a person who lived on the inside and then moved to the outside who knew about the secret. But like you literally have a member of the Zodiac right. <laughs> living outside. Yeah. Can you and imagine like, like how horrifying that would have been for like his mom the first time or something like that? Like, see, let that's me give thing. you a hug, son. Yeah. But that's the thing though. It's like, okay, so is it that the fan like if like do you and here comes like the question of like how does the zodiac thing really work? Because it's a, is it like you're taken from your parents if they find out that you're a zodiac and you are removed and you're taking inside from the outside? And is it seen like a rite of passage of like oh you're like moving up in the world you're going inside? It's like I just I'm seeing like I don't know I'm just seeing this very dystopian kind of like look at this and I'm just. I'm trying to understand and or maybe like it's the reversal for kill like they like the he had like the mom had him and then they found out he was the cat so they had to push him out so he had to be like ripped away from his mother's arms but not to go inside but to go outside it's like oh my god <laughs> he's an outside cat now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no poor kyo poor kyo oh man this poor kitty um but but yeah, it's just, it, it was just, it's really interesting how, and also that not everyone in the family knows the secret. And it's, I don't know, there was just so much information and it kind of, I'm just curious about how this information impacts how you see this family. Like, how do you see, like, from what we've known so far with this added information, does that change your perspective of anyone in any way? Um, I think it solidifies kind of the dynamics we've seen between Yuki and Kyo, right? Because if Kyo didn't really grow up in that, we have reason to believe that the inner circle is not a fun place to be. No one really seems to be happy. They're all kind of dysfunctional. So I think Kyo's like general like inability to have a close proximity to that because of I don't know the pride of the rest of the family for being like no nah, no nah, you're not you're not cool enough for us probably actually like was a good thing because even though he like he like desperately wants to go in it's kind of because he doesn't know how much it can actually suck on the other side which Yuki kind of reaffirms for us right because all he wants to do is get out of there and I feel like he probably has a good reason to feel that way so to me, it makes like total sense. Yeah, if they didn't live in the same situation, like no wonder that's reinforced what they think of it their whole lives at this point, right? It also makes sense too, like why like Kyo kind of um like goes off and like does his own thing too, because like he's already been kicked out of like the inner circle where yeah. he should in theory like belong but like the fact that they they just make such a big deal to exclude him like why not go train in the the mountains for four months i would too like you don't want me cool let me go do something else like go make myself happy um because obviously i'm not gonna find my happiness with you or at least it doesn't seem that way right yeah i mean it's also like we've seen that like for instance with um uh, I think her na- her name's Kaguda, the 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 boar. Um, oh, yeah, I guess her name. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking about her too. Like, what was her name? Though? Yeah. <laughs> um, I I feel like with with her, like I mean, we've seen that it's not like outside means that they never see each other though, because mm-hmm. she she yeah. does she has met she she saw she grew up with him they grew up together, 
So there is like, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm slightly confused of how this like outer inner thing works. Cause I'm like, it's clearly, it's a social hierarchy that's created by them for the sake of the secret, but also it has other implications. Is it like, okay, so is it like the most attractive people go in there? Cause they're all a family. So it's like, what, yeah. you know what I mean? Is it like, is that why like all the somas are so attractive? Cause it's like all the attractive people go in there and they're the ones who like mates or something. I don't know how this works, but. That would explain why uh, like, Akito is so sick all the time. Like, I mean, from yeah. Inbreeding. I mean, inbreeding. Yeah, oh, I mean, no. that's it. That's it. It's he's like, of course he's back. sick. I'm like, look, mm-hmm. I don't I don't care how many members you are. 150 people is still not a big enough gene pool. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's it's not. And you need a, you need a, you need a, I imagine world, like, you need a fresh, you gotta need a fresh face in there sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I imagine that like uh, people who the, are in the outer have more like leeway in terms of who they, I say like who they can and cannot marry or like, or in terms of like who they decide to like meet with because they're in the outer circle. So it's not really going to impact like the, the inner and okay, really back, I feel, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I feel like it's not really going to like, mess with like the hierarchy that much like they're already on the outside and if you if like inbreeding is an actual thing that is taking place in this family then it would do them good to allow like a few outside marriages every now and then sort of to dilute the bloodlines right if that's a case and i feel like you only really get to move into the inner like keep saying inner circle it feels so weird but <laughs> in terms of talking <laughs> about family weird. Yeah, like I feel like it weird by calling it that. Yeah, so I feel like like the people who are in the inner circle probably are the only one. Well, no, because they said some people on the inner circle don't know about the zodiac either, right? Or is like (gasps) no, I I thought it was that it's like the people who were. Yeah, I, I thought it was like people who do know about it are inside. It's the members that are of the zodiac and the people who know it are inside. That's how I understood it. It's possible Mamiji didn't explain it in a ton of detail because it's just second nature to him also. Maybe we'll yeah. get a little more clarification later. Maybe. I mean, I, do, I, I don't know if I need it. I don't know if I want it because yeah. it's still so, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, let's talk about, let's talk about Hattori. Let's talk about, about, um, yes. let's talk about Harry um, I don't know what I don't know what to call him. If it is it like Hattori is like his actual name, but then everyone call like Momiji calls him Harry, and I'm like maybe that's like I don't want like Yuki to tell me that I'm like too close. You know how he did to like uh to Todu's family, being like don't call it Todu Chan. You're, she you're not close enough to her. I feel like I haven't gained that level of like closeness with Hattori, with Harry with Hattori. Anyway, so w- Michelle, tell me like tell me um one. I want to do your I want to hear your readings. I want to hear uh-huh. your readings of these lines. Um <laughs> I've written a few. I've written a few. Like I have yeah. a few written too. I don't know if like we um if we thought these were worth uh repeating. But I want to hear what you ha- your take on on this character that in the f- last episode we didn't really get to know that much. And now we get now I think he's one of the characters we know the most about. Yeah, and we kind of is, right? Like, we got his whole backstory, like, because with Yuki and Kyo, we get little snippets, but those are just snippets. We got, like, the whole shebang, basically. 
with him. I mean, I guess my, we all kind of were like not fans of him last episode, right? Because he he felt very menacing, especially because Yuki really didn't trust him when we trust yeah. Yuki's judgment. So by proxy, we don't trust him. But then we were all wondering what the picture was about. And now we know what the picture is about. And I'll just say, like, I think Kana's great. She handled the reveal with the seahorse really well. And her whole speech to him about, like, yeah, it must be really scary to let people in. But, like, I love you. And I think it's worth the risk. And let's do this. And his, like, tears of relief got to me. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I I feel things for Hattori now. Good job, show, once again. But Hattori, I mean, I think, I mean, Yuki could very much have ended up like Hattori if he had been under similar circumstances. Because, like, I think one of the things that Akito keeps doing with all the Zodiac members is keeping them, like, making them believe that they're, like, broken people and that they're cursed and that they can't have a normal life. And I think, like, that's the biggest thing that that's kept Hattori from, you know, realizing his best self. Because, like, yeah, he was kind of, like, standoffish and kept to himself but Kano was able to really bring him out of his shell and he was like super happy around her I think she said something like in the two months they were dating once they got serious like it was like years of happiness that were like going into those two months that like he had been you know just holding on to yeah. beforehand yeah. which is like kind of huge um, and the fact that he's so dramatic about Kana is, like, hilarious. Because, like, you get this other side of him, right? Like, he goes from just being this, like, stern, like, kind of, like, jerk face character who doesn't care about anyone to just, like, being really extra about all of his feelings and emotions about this girl he loves. And it's really wonderful. So I feel like that definitely humanized his character a lot for me. And I was like, oh, Hattori, you're so much. <laughs> like, I love that that's a big part of his personality, actually, that we didn't get to see until now. Yeah. So I, I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm a fan of his. And I honestly, I think he, I mean, this episode, I feel like Toto really showed him that, you know, maybe maybe somebody maybe he can't get the 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 relationship with the girl he wants but maybe she honestly could she's like the next gen maybe it'll work <laughs> out i think he wants it to work out because he he doesn't like akito like he he cures him but he tells her off the bat like oh like akito like he <laughs> he has a plan for you and it's not a good one basically so you should leave that family house now like, in his own way, he's trying to warn her, which is, like, weird that Shigure is, like, pretending that's not true. But that's a whole other thing. So yeah. I, like, I, I yeah. trust him more or less now. I think this episode did a lot of good to help prove that he's he's more than he seems on first blush. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. interesting you say that because, like, it's, um, so d- would you say you trust him more than Shigure at this point? Oh, oh, I don't know. I feel like they're both like they both think they're doing a good thing for her, but from very different way, like very different angles. Like honestly, I don't know about that. Like I still, it's hard, right? Yeah, like yeah. he's just like not as upfront, but like we've known him longer, and I trust him in different ways, but. I don't know. Can you really trust anyone I, except I, for Yuki? I guess. I guess. True. Can true. We I even will trust them. Not, oh, who knows? I mean, I will say, like, I feel like Harito is the most 
adult of the entire care of all the characters we've met so far because he's he's basically especially now what in the context of like what we've learned from him especially with that scene with akito and like what we the actual scene not momiji retelling it but when we actually do see it like he's telling totally like look you could get hurt i don't want you like you need this isn't safe for you He's at, like he's being the reasonable adult, being like, no, no, like you shouldn't risk yourself for us. Like it's really you're going to get hurt. So mm-hmm. I think that's um. So it's interesting. Like I, for instance, like after this, I'm like I. He is the most trustworthy character at the moment, even though he does have the power to erase memories, and we'll talk about that later. But yeah. um, April, like, what do you what do you, after learning all these things about Harito, like, what do you think of him? Like, what? Give me your journey through this episode with him. So. My journey, because like Michelle said, like we came off the last podcast, we're just super kind of suspicious of him. And again, that's just kind of the way that they set him up. But like, Yeah. yeah, like it was definitely like the way that they set him up. But I think like, it's like a complete like 180 in terms of his character and who he is. And honestly, like, I would trust like Hattori more than any other character at this point, simply because he's been so upfront and honest with um, Toru. And I think it's just because, like, like maybe he's he comes off very, like, closed off and everything. And that's just because he cares so much, it seems. Like, he's obviously very dramatic in some of the things that he says. But I think, like, he's sort of, like, like that's where he's gotten to. Because he's seen, like, the worst of it. Or, like, the worst mm-hmm. of it so far for everyone. Like, I mean, he, like lost his vision did he completely lose his vision or just part yeah he he had an eye right he's like actually blind in the left eye i think no i think no i don't think he's blind they said he almost almost blind right that's true yeah either way like he he didn't come out of that away and that's like a super traumatic experience to like live through not just for like him but for um kana as well and so like for both of like it totally makes sense. Like, I mean, she's a super sweet person and she handled her own for as long as she could. And mm-hmm. like to like sort of go through that, like I would be like traumatized after that. And I, I would probably like, like, I can't imagine how I would react because I just can't handle like normal day to day life. So having to go through something like that would probably be even worse. Like, <laughs> so like, I think she did her the best she could. And like, it's no one's like fault that she wasn't like a strong enough person. And cause that's a, that's a hard thing to have to go through, like be, to love someone so much and then to watch them get hurt on account of like the love that you feel feel for them and even then like it's not even because of that it's just because one person couldn't handle like them getting close to each other so i like his character makes so much more sense and the fact that he tried to like warn toru and everything um is like a lot because he could like he could easily have just erased her memory right there and or like did the hypnotism or whatever it is like he could have easily done that as a way to protect her but he's giving her that choice which is very like empowering he's saying hey like i think you should get out of this situation because like something's up I don't feel good about it based off my previous experience. This is what my previous experience was. And so, like, I think it would just be best for, like, you. And if, you know, and even then, like, he's being protective of, uh, like, Kyo and Yuki and even, like, all of the other Zodiac members, too. Because he's like, hey, like, this could end badly for all of us. So... You know, like, and not just because of Toru, but just because he knows Akito and he knows how he can be. So, like, 
like he's probably one of my like most he's i definitely trust him the most he's probably one of my favorite characters just because his story is so dramatic (laughs) (laughs) but like like it's hard to not kind of like love someone after that especially because he's like going out of his way to protect others because of his experience so that's like that's a lot and that says a lot about his character as well yeah 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 i feel that um i will say um Kind of to your point, though, where he 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 gives her the choice. I'm curious what you think, because we saw briefly him talking about how he would use his powers when, like, people would get mad at him to make... Like, we see that image of Momiji, like, kind of crying mm-hmm. and then coming back. So, while I'm 100% there, I do think... I do think he's trustworthy, but this is the one thing that's keeping me from it, is that we've... The show has presented to, presented to us moments where he has, has abused his powers. Maybe it took the incident with Kana to make him realize like the the weight of his power and just how valuable memories are and maybe now we he's trustworthy whereas before maybe he did do some sketchy stuff of not asking people for their permission and then just doing it and just forget ma- suppressing memories but it's just curious how it's like I yes. think why yeah, I think that it's like it's super sketchy but I uh, again, I don't feel like he was doing it from like a malicious place. Like oh, totally, yeah. Totally. You know what I, I mean? Think, I think Beatrice could be right that you, him as an outside person of a situation where he intervenes, mm-hmm. he he doesn't understand. He he doesn't get the whole impact of having what somebody else. Doing. Yeah, of somebody yeah. else losing their memory, but being like the other person who like lives with the rest of those memories yourself and being the only one mm-hmm. with that like that's a kind of burden and i feel like in that moment when he did it to his his lady he was like oh is this like my comeuppance right he has that line he's like from yeah. all the times i did it like yeah. now i have to do it like to the one person that i have the deepest most impressionable memories with ever i do think that was very sobering for him and it probably did help him maybe be more reluctant to use it or at least like treat it as more of a, a serious, you know, changing thing forever permanence now. Just understand like the weight of the power that he yeah. has. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of that story, I want to, before we get into Kana and, and, and what this, this, this big kind of set, like the second half of the episode, um, I'm curious do you guys think they should have do, they should have made the episode what it was where it's basically we get Momiji telling Toru like a condensed like version of that story and then immediately right after getting the actual story wouldn't it have been would it like do you think that was too like made a bit too repetitive cuz in the manga there it was two separate chapters and there was a chapter oh. in between them like the two oh. halves of this episode were split and and at first I thought, oh, like they pro it's probably like because it was like probably like a weekly or monthly release. That's why I was like, maybe that's why I feel like it's too close. But like in the manga form, it was like not that much. But in fact, there was an, an additional chapter in between them. So for my thing, so it was like a decision by the anime, by the animators to in adapting it. They were like, no, let's take this chapter out and put them together once and for all and like mesh the two. So I'm just curious, did you find it a little bit? necessary to have Momiji tell like Toto the five second version or did you think it was like too like did it how did the episode flow for you in that sense did you think it was the time was used effectively or did you not mind it at all 
I didn't mind it. In fact, I think if anything, um, like getting sort of Momiji's perspective on it first just only enhanced the story, like Hattori actually telling it. Because I, th- it, the impression that I get is that Momiji is probably the closest person to Hattori at this point and, and mm-hmm. within the Soma family. And so for not just like this person who also who cares about Hattori probably more than anyone to sort of want to lay out that perspective or or not that perspective, but to sort of lay out that groundwork um, for Hattori kind of like adds like a different depth to the story as well, just because like, like Momiji understands the effects of that or like what has happened to Hattori. And then it just makes Hattori's like being open about it that much more honest or more honest and more sincere and, and just gives it like that much more power within the episode. Right. Right. Michelle, what about you? Uh, well, I just realized something. Did Hattori ever tell Toru the backstory or is that all in his head? Oh, I don't know. Right. I don't know. No, you're right. She didn't tell her. No, yeah, she didn't tell her. She's being reminded of everything because she's doing all the similar stuff that Kama did, right? No, yeah, it wasn't like him telling her. It but it was presented to us. We were told the story, Mm, and it was more like he was remembering it when he turned into the seahorse. Yeah, like it's while he was Mm -hmm. like, I guess. When he was like, I guess unconscious because he, they didn't use the right water or something. I don't know what water to use. <laughs> um, but no one does. <laughs> but something also to keep in mind: this is episode seven, and we're we're on volume two of a twenty-three volume series. For real? Oh, wow! Oh my god! I thought wow. so much has happened, and then I was yeah, like, so wait. Yeah, and then I'm looking at him like, actually, we're not even going that fast. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, crazy. that could have been the reason right there then, right? They're like, well, we've got a lot to get through. We've got to well, cut something. <laughs> yeah, Beatrice, do you remember what that chapter in the middle was even about? Did she just like wander I, around the Soma enclosures some more no, and see some stuff? So I, no, 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 she went back home. I do remember she went back home. It was like a Kyo uh, Yuki with her episode, I mean, thing. I didn't read it because I was like, maybe they're going to put it next episode. So so I didn't want to read it. But, um, but it was like, basically, she, she, the, the second half of the episode, like when she like basically, when she falls and he catches her, Mm -hmm. that is just, she runs into him on the street one day. And then that's. That happens. What? That's what happens in the manga. It's just like whenever she just like she meets me and she's like, "Oh, hey, we like we met before," um, and then that happens. And then whereas here, it just all happens at once. Which oh wow, which floods? That that actually makes I I would definitely agree with April then because this this keeps the momentum of his backstory like firmly in our brains the whole time. Yeah, to really let us stew in all this new information about him without like any kind of distractions of other characters or anything. And I think that's probably a good call. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I think it, I, I would, I mean, I don't, I, I, won't, I don't know how to be objective if I can't read the manga, but as it is, I feel very content with it. Okay. Yeah. Good. good. Um, I will say now, like thinking about it more, it kind of having because Momiji wasn't there when it happened, so he's basically yeah. telling her what happens like from word of mouth. So it right. kind of adds to this thing of like he's kind of like an outsider, lo- like talking about a situation that they that you don't know that much information about, and then we get immediately 
the inside information, mm-hmm. like the insider mm-hmm. telling the story to us, not the Toru, but we get the actual thing that happened. And it just adds to this imagery of who's inside, who's outside, in this family, yeah. who's outside, yeah. outside this family, just continues this kind of like, I don't know, it, it just continues this kind of wall of that people just put up these walls and this distance between each other if they're not, if there's no direct relation or something. I don't know. It, it makes sense thematically to put them together, is yeah. what I'm saying. Um, so let's talk about this love story. First of all, is, <laughs> is Hattori... Okay, so the, he names himself both a seahorse and a sea dragon. Yeah. So who is he in the Zodiac? Is he the horse or is he the dragon? I think he's what? the dragon. Wait. Yeah, the dragon. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Because they said like the seahorse oh. and then in the, in the subtitle was like seahorse or sea dragon. So I'm like, okay, so he's the dragon. Yeah. Right? That makes sense to me. Okay. Because I feel like... like Doing a dragon is very hard, and this is like the most practical way to do a dragon. Yeah. Oh, come on! Like, it's you can an anime, horse. though. They can just do a no, dragon. I no. mean, like, I like, feel like I'm a lizard. Come on. <laughs> no, I feel like you know, dragons like are like. I mean, they they could have done like a komodo dragon or something. But I'm just like, you know, maybe it makes sense because dragon is a more myth- mythical creature. Oh, so if they want to ground it into like dragon, yeah. Also, all of like the the animations of the like zodiac forms have been very like cute. And so I feel like a seahorse is way cuter than like a Komodo <laughs> dragon. So a seahorse is way true. cuter than Gyarados is what you're telling me. Yeah. Gotcha. Understood. Understood. Um, but yeah, so the, like basically he turns into a seahorse in front of Toru and that's what spurs this this love the love story. We finally do get it. First, like, I mean, you guys have already talked about um, Hattori and, ha- and Kana. We've, we've met, we've so- seen her. She reacted the same way as Toru to it, and that's what spurs him to remember Kana. Um, I mean, do you, if you want to talk a little bit about the actual love story, like, not too, like, I, I agree that, like, for me, the most kind of touching moment was, like, when they when their foreheads touch, when mm-hmm. she's, like, comforting him, because it's, like, mm-hmm. oh, like, she can't hug him, but there is, there are she ways to be extremely... She smooches him, doesn't she? Yeah, she does lay it yeah. after, after she does. Yeah. There is a lot of smooching in the show, yeah. which I'm all for. Um, <laughs> we, and it was, like, really, it was really nice to, like, to show that there are other ways to be intimate than just, like, hugs. Hugs. Um, yeah. even though I, I love hugs. I, I love them. I just, yeah. Um, but... I, I want to get into the Akito scene. Like, that's okay. what I want to talk about. But okay. if you do, I want... And, okay, I also well, have, tell, tell I also me, tell have me. theories about this stuff based off this Akito scene, so... Okay, okay. all right. I mean, I mean Michelle, you, you sound a little sad. Do you want to talk no, a little we bit can, more we about can the No, we can do Akito story? first. We're just going from one extreme to another. I mean, but that's okay. It was, it was happy. It was cute. She's still related to him, but it's fine. They're like, it was, it was a nice love story. Um, I just... Not even so much the love story, just like Hattori's like impression of like this girl changing his life is what like that's when he gets really dramatic, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's the best because like she's just being like cute, just like, oh like oh snow. What, what do you think comes after when snow melts? He's like, I don't know, it's water. She's like, no, it's spring. And he's and he's immediately like, She was my spring. <laughs> 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 
God. Like, and then he just keeps going. Like, this is all the stuff right there. He's like, oh, I was the snow. I'd frozen somewhere along the line of my dark cave. my heart. Yeah, and oh, she was yeah. the fresh, bright spring. <laughs> and I had to, like, pause to be like, is this the same man from the last episode? <laughs> Talking about how he was the frozen snow in his dark cage. This is hilarious. Oh. I just, like, loved it because I didn't see it coming, but, like, Somehow it makes sense that he could be both, like, really standoffish and, like, deeply the most extra person in the entire Zodiac, possibly. Yeah. I will say, like, my favorite line of the of the episode was when he tells Toru, like, apparently I do nothing but make people cry. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> I was like, okay. okay like, yeah, I was just like, okay, that's dramatic. Oh, <laughs> and he just leaves it there. There's no, like, pun. There's no joke. It's just... There. Be serious. This is how he is. But um, but yeah, so we get this scene with Akito, and it's very we get and we get full view of Akito. We get we get we see him. Um and it's quite something, you know, the minute that he actually like put his hands (laughs) on her, I thought, oh, I'm about to throw down. Okay. Like, no no. No one just sweet Kana, okay? And also, it's like what's crazy is like after all this, he he is the one who hurts who hurts um Hattori. He is the one, and he's screaming at this girl that it's her fault if he goes blind. He says, "You think I'll give him to someone like you?" Which Mm -hmm. also puts into perspective that comment that um that Hattori says when he first meets Toru, where he goes like, "She's just a normal girl." That puts that into Mm -hmm. now perspective. He's like, wait, just a normal girl is okay with the secret? And it's like, and well, like, okay, here's my thing. Maybe, maybe we've read Akito wrong. Maybe he also is worth some sympathy. I mean, probably, but he's making life awful for us. No, he is. He's not making it easy, okay? (laughs) Inexcusable. Look, he's, but this tells me, like, he, he keeps saying how we, he, he says, quote, we don't need you. You can't even lift the curse. Which tells me he's miserable too. He's, he's, he has the same ailment as everybody else in terms of like, he's miserable. He hates himself. He detests himself. He thinks that he wants the freedom like everyone else. Like he and Yuki aren't that different. What makes them different is that he, um, reacts to things and reacts to his hopelessness through rage and through inexcusable actions that we see. Um, but there, there's like, I, I now don't think he has to die, is what I'm saying. That's good. So, I'm glad. I, Come to my yeah. side. Have him be he you. doesn't have to die. Shame. I mean, he doesn't have to die, but... So I had a totally different read on that, because we keep hearing about this curse, okay. but it seems like... Okay, we're thinking the same thing, April. Okay, because it seems uh, like... Akita's the curse, right? Right, yeah. Yes. Well, no, not even that. That there isn't a curse. Exactly. Like, yeah, I think he's just like making this up yeah. because he's probably been so isolated in his life that all he has is these Zodiac members. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, well, you guys can't leave me because what yeah. about the curse? And they're like the exactly. curse. And he's like, you don't want to know about the curse. Like, <laughs> so- Wait, but I think they do know the curse, though. Like, Kyo knows about his, like his like I'm and I'm assuming this is all connected. But like Kyo has like this like thing that is like a form like Shigure. Like when Toru asks Shigure about the curse, Shigure tells me like, I can't tell you that yet. 
So they do know. It's not like it's like made up. But it could be it could be different things. What if there's only one real curse and that's the curse Kyo has and the other curse yeah. is just Akito ruining people's lives and instead of them saying, Hey, you you hurt my eyeball. I don't like you. I'm gonna go get married anyway. They say, Of course, I never should have tried to get married. It was the curse all along. It finally showed up in my life. Like, like I just took, that I just took it as I like I just took it as like extreme like manipulation yeah. and like yeah. because like okay yeah I think that there's possible possibly something with like Kyo and having like an actual curse but I don't think there's anything else that applies to the rest of the zodiac members mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. like like it cuz Firstly, it only ever seems to be a serious discussion whenever we're talking about Kyo and the curse. But, like, anyone else, like, it just seems like Akito's being, like, overly dramatic. Like, him getting violent about Hattori and kind of wanting to get married? Like, that's that's an overreaction, which means that he's being overly defensive about something that is probably a lie. And, like... Like, for him to sit there and be like, we don't need you. You can't even lift the curse. Well, there's no curse for her to lift off of you. Like, or unless, like, Akito's is, like, tied to, like, Kyo's curse, then that would make sense. But, like, at at the same time, like, it just seems like more, like, manipulation is at play here versus anything. So, like, who wouldn't be scared? Like, you already turn into an animal when a member of the opposite sex touches you. So, why wouldn't you also believe that there's some other type of curse like looming over your head? Like it's such an easy still like situation to manipulate that like it would make sense, especially whenever he's trying to keep the Zodiac members so close to him. So idea. Okay. I love it. Maybe, (laughs) maybe, maybe like, the curse is like maybe we're just be, we're we're not thinking more too li- we're not thinking literal enough. Maybe the curse is the zodiac curse, like that, like them being able to turn to animals. But he thinks it like he sees these people like when he is met with like when he sees that people aren't being disgusted by the other members of the zodiacs, and it's like oh you can live like instead of basically in self perception instead of viewing like oh my god i can turn into a cat that's so cool it's like ew i can turn into a cat that's the worst thing possible right so he's it's all about perception but then he is like okay there be people are like proving us wrong in the way of our mentality and these th- people are falling in love with each other and it's still okay but it's like he has such hate for himself and he thinks that no one will love him. So he's like, you can't love them because if I'm left to my own devices, I will end up alone and miserable. So I'm going to make sure you're all tied down to me so that we all live with this curse, even if like people can find joy in it. Like we can't, like you can't leave me and like yeah. my negativity. Yeah, totally. My- well, that's, that's totally a learned perspective though, too. Mm-hmm. Like you don't like just like immediately go into this like, hey, like, Oh my gosh, I turn into a cat. Like, like this is the worst thing ever. Like, yeah, it would be very shocking at first, but in that moment of shock is whenever you, like you make that interpretation of whether this is a good thing or a bad thing. And if someone is constantly telling you this is a bad thing, then you're going to believe that it's a bad thing because like you don't know any better and if it's a person that you trust, then yeah, like and they're telling you it's a bad thing, then yeah, you're going to believe it's a bad thing. I also wonder too, like another thought 
Maybe it's not Hattori who's poisoning Akito, but Akito is poisoning himself. I mean, so maybe, that, yeah, to get me, to get and then somebody he, to and then, and then he can sit there and be like, oh my gosh, look at what the curse is doing to me. Like, mm-hmm. as another manipulation tactic. I, gotcha. Like, it would not, it would not surprise me. If he's willing to hurt an innocent girl, um, and one of these, like, family members that he loves and cares about so much. I mean, I don't know that he loves them. Supposedly, at least, yeah. Yeah, but he cares about so much. Then, like, like, if you're that so far gone in your delusion, like, it would not surprise me if you were, like, hurting yourself in order to keep it up. Yeah. Why, okay, why do you you both think that Hattori doesn't blame Akito? Because he still goes to him and asks for advice when he goes, what do I do with Kana? She's sick. And Akito's the one who tells him, you know, that's what your gift's for. Erase her memories. <laughs> but like, and kind of sways him in that direction. But why do you think um, they don't forgive him? Like, Momiji was very clear. He's like, he never blamed Akito for what happened. So it's like, why doesn't he? Is this because it's kind of like, um, I don't remember what the syndrome's called. But you know, it's like when... It's kind of, everyone says like it's Stockholm the same. syndrome. Yes, Stockholm syndrome, exactly. Where it's like kind of, kind of like they, or is it, or is it just I don't simply know if it's like Stockholm syndrome? Because he doesn't like Akito. I think he just, he still sees him as family and he sees him yeah. as one of these very few unique people who has the same hashtag curse of turning <laughs> into an animal like he does. And there's like this, this kinship there that can't really be like breached. And, you know, kind of still, like, she's a Soma, but she's not, like, an inner Soma. She doesn't, she didn't know about the curse. Like, there's always going to be this disconnect between his experience with the curse and her. And I feel like there there are so few of them that have this shared experience. And the fact that um, Akito, he's, like, the head person. They needed his permission for the wedding. And, like, probably he does at least have believed that there really is a curse and that, Akito was telling the truth, even if he acted out in a really not cool way. I think it's it's just like honestly complicated, right? Yeah, like, yeah, it's well, like one hundred percent complicated. But I mean, <laughs> I feel like it doesn't like 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 for you to not blame someone and to in a way blame yourself for a circumstance that's totally yeah. like uh, not that big of a deal. Well, I mean, the situation blew up, obviously, but for you to not blame the the person who actually hurt you and for you to just accept that, like, you did something wrong and you deserved it, like, that's not okay in it's any very, way. Yeah. yeah. Internalized I mean, a- sense of guilt, right? Yeah. yeah. And you probably learned from yeah. a certain someone. Yeah. <laughs> from a very violent certain someone. <laughs> I, I mean... Someone. I mean, I will say, because I agree, it's like, I I think the reason it's there, because there is this kind of familial bond and kinship, and and I don't know if love is the right word, but there is, like, you know, the whole, like, blood is thicker than water type of thing, like, that whole mentality is there. But, like, we see so many times, sometimes, and people call this out, where it's like, if someone's abusive, they're abusive, like, that being family doesn't give them an excuse to do that so i'm just i i'm i'm curious to see where the show's gonna take it from here because it's pure it's shown us how the 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 fallouts of like an abusive household which Mm -hmm. is the somas that's what agito represents is this negative abusive household and then we have and we see that with todu with 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 her the family she was going to move in with and it kind of shows us like blood isn't thicker than water sometimes when it's like 
if you don't, yeah, that's like the familial bonds there. But if you don't nurture and you don't, if it's negatively impacts you, it's not worth it. And it's, I'm just very interested to see where, where we go from here. I'd be, um, I'd be interested yeah. to see how like the show handles that situation. Yeah. Because the other thing with being in an abusive relationship, whether it's with a family member or a spouse or a partner or whoever, is that a lot of the times, like the person who is being abused um, may understand that like they may have a small understanding that like what's happening is not okay but most of the time they don't like blame the other person they blame themselves Mm -hmm. because that's how abusive it is it's not just like physically abusive but it's like a hundred percent mentally abusive yeah Yeah, Yeah. and emotionally abusive too so like it'd be interesting to see how like we address this topic because at, at this point like like i feel like we have to like get to it and talk about it because and I and as much as I love Toru I don't know that she is the person who also understands what's going on to bring them out of that well because like we've seen like her with her like her technical family and it was also like an abusive household and and she just sort of accepted it and was like oh well I have to be grateful and I'm like no you don't but she doesn't see that and so it's gonna be hard I feel like it's also going to be hard for her to see that like what Akito has done or is doing is also not okay either because you may not like recognize those behaviors um but you you may not think anything of them because you're like oh well that's just how family is even though it's not there might be something to be said for like I feel like Toru she's much more willing to bear the brunt of a bad situation herself than potentially see somebody else she cares about go through an equally bad one so is it possible she could still be able to do better by them than she could potentially do for herself in the same situation I mean in theory but like given the like the the characterization that we've given of her mm-hmm. like I don't like it's so sad to say but I just don't see that happening for her because she's already sat there even with like her finding out about the curse and everything and the potential of her like losing her memory she was like well if that's what it has like has to be done <laughs> like and I'm like that's not okay like you shouldn't just have to lo- lose your memory because like especially after you've like committed to keeping the secret and everything like that like you shouldn't just be willing to accept that because, like, you know, like, maybe, like, that it, that's just not, like, okay. I feel like part of her willingness to that is just that she doesn't really understand the full context of, because she doesn't get on these flashbacks, right? Like, she wasn't there yeah. with Yuki yeah. when he asked he Akito, like, oh, like, you know, am I gross? And he's like, yeah, totally, you, you suck. Like, <laughs> never have friends and don't get married and stay sad with me forever. So I feel, I feel like part of her willingness to say all that stuff is she she hasn't gotten the full picture of a better possibility that she could actually help with. And I feel like that would honestly probably change her mind a lot. Because at the end, she, she does ask. She could be like, okay, this is a curse is a thing. Seems yeah, not good. Yeah. It's something I, I want to help with. And he says, like, I don't think it's time for you to learn about that. Just be but, yourself. And she's but like, that's okay. the other that's the other thing too, is that like um she should really press on the subject because if she's willing to help, that's great. Like I love that. But like if it's a situation that they want to get out of, they have to be willing to open up with her about it too. Yeah. Like you yeah. can't expect someone to help you if you don't tell them you need help. Right. 
I mean, I will say the the moment that she asks about the curse is right after she sees Akito. Akito, yeah. Is, and they see in, in it's interesting, the manga, they, their eyes meet in a different context. She's literally walking back home from the estate and she sees him like laying there on a windowsill, like, like, oh, literally yeah. like a cat looking like at cow. her. And oh, whereas, geez. whereas in this, it's just by like a moving car, which is a little bit. So, but she kind of like literally her face just drops when she sees him. So clearly like, He's scary, and she's aware of that. She's aware yeah. that there's something scary about him, something menacing. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, we have to wrap up, but before we do, what do you think of where we are of Kana's new situation? She's getting married. Oh my I'm god! So okay, happy for Can her. Can we just say she's like she's gonna get married to someone, and she's still talking about the the huge okay, crush she like, has on Hattori? Like I feel still like my dream man. Yeah, no, I'm getting married to somebody I mean, else, but I, I feel still like, it, like him. I feel like that's more like you know, like it's got she's. But he, remember, Hattori said like she looks like she did when she was with him. Like she's got that joy in her face again. So it's that's more. True. I feel like it's more like. She sees him kind of like a celebrity crush type of figure. Where it's no, like, I think you're people, right, yeah. You know, when people say like, oh. He's in the like, inner circle, like, who wouldn't? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, she's like, look, he's so gorgeous. Like, uh, he is my ideal type. But also, like, she's happy with his. And she even says, like, where they're like, wow, are you going to cheat on your husband before even getting married to him? And it's like, I would never know. So it's <laughs> like, it's a clear end. But I'm happy that she's happy. And and we get that beautiful shot of Hattori smiling. So he's happy that she's yeah. happy. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's like oh, we, what could have been. But also, like, I like how it's not. Like, oh, we're two people that are destined to be for each other. It's like, no, like, we had a really good thing, but then things, ha- life happened, and we can move on and still be happy for each other. <laughs> Curses happened. Life, life didn't happen. Akito just happened. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it's not life. Sorry, I misspoke. Akito happened, and there they were so able to find joy. Well, she was so able to find joy, and I like that moment where he, where, when, uh, he asked Toru and she goes, spring comes. That, that solidifies my theory that all the Somas are going to fall in love with Toru. In, in some way or another. I mean, yeah. I do think it, it is honestly sad to me that Hattori thinks like, you know, he, I, I think he's like a, a good enough person that, you know, he does want the best for Kana. And he does like, he's like, he seems like a not religious person, but like in the snow after he wipes her memory, after she asks him, basically, because she's like, I wish we'd never met, which is like, damn, that's a knife to the heart. He like basically is like asking the heavens, like, please let her find someone. Like, I don't care if I need to freeze my heart away or whatever dramatic thing he says. He's like, I don't care. Just like she deserves somebody that can make her happy. And that's great. But that also means he he doesn't think he deserves to be that happy, really. Yeah. And yeah. that goes back to the whole, like, he, part of him must honestly, like, the, maybe the part that doesn't blame Akido and blames himself instead believes that he's, you know, he's not able to ever have that happiness because of the hashtag curse, the seahorse yeah. curse, whatever whatever the curse actually <laughs> hashtag is. Curse. He, hashtag he, curse. Hashtag <laughs> curse. A part of him genuinely believes he doesn't deserve to be that happy. And I feel like that's the thing that kind of connects all the Zodiac members. Like, I think that's the biggest struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then even, like, the one member who I guess is trying to make the best of a terrible situation, which is, I'm going to forget her name again. She's the boar. (laughs) I know. Kagura? Kagura. I think. think. Yeah. 
But she's like the one Zodiac member who's trying to make the best of like a terrible situation. And everyone thinks she's crazy. And I like, I feel bad for her because she's literally like, this is the situation that I've been presented with. And so why, like, if this is all that I have to love, why not love someone that I can like be with like physically and all the time? And it's not questioned. So see, but then that's a good point. That's the thing, though. Like, how would would it work with Kagura and Kyo? Because, like, remember, he's an outsider. What's I, what's to say, like, had they, like, grown up and, like, decided to get married, that Akito would have been like, no, you can't marry him because he's the cat. <laughs> oh, my God. Akito totally would do that. He would totally do that. He'd be like, he's the outsider. He's not welcome, even oh, though yeah. he's still a Soma. But that's like, because, but again, that's because Akito has to, like, have his grasp on this situation, yeah. especially because they're they're both zodiac members so like i can very much easily see him saying no but at least she's trying to have find happiness whereas everyone else just seems so like content within like their unhappiness almost like maybe not content but like they're like almost comfortable if that makes they've normalized it it feels like the normal life and the the best they can get kind Mm -hmm. of thing yeah yeah all right yeah, we're we're gonna leave it there. Um, I, I there was another thing, but I don't think we're gonna have time for it, so it's okay. It wasn't a big. It was, we'll talk about it next episode, um, because it's gonna probably be there. Uh, so yeah, uh, you can find out all the info on this podcast at overlyanimated.com. You can join us on Discord to text chat about animation at overlyanimated.com/discord. You can support us via Patreon at patreon.com/overlyanimated. Thanks to our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Sam, aka Yosemite Sam, and thanks as always to our Patreon executive producer. Producers, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, Hugh, and Michael. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.